This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming up at 3.30, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. She'll talk to us about all things running Rebels as UNLV picked up another dub over interstate rival UNR. That's the Nevada Reno. Uh, they sweep the season series against them last night. A heck of a game. Really uh, entertaining game. Definitely watch that whole thing. Bryce Hamilton put on a show as he does just about every single night. So we'll talk to Paloma, all things UNLV. And before the show is over, I promise you, Raider Nation, I will defend Jennifer Lopez again. And I will do this every day if you guys continue to send these damn memes disrespecting one J-Lo. Did you ever see the five heartbeats? Yeah, I saw the five heartbeats. Every night I got to fight to prove my love. <laughs> That's like you right that. now. I am. I am. That is me. That is me. And it's okay. The wife knows. She always says every time she sees her on TV, there's your girl. That's <laughs> right. At least she knows. It ain't bad if she knows, right? <laughs> We got cover three coming up in a hot second. Before we get to cover three, though, let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Got some patient uh, listeners that have been standing by for a quick, quite quite a while. 702-365-9200. Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. How's it going? Oh, I'm blessed. Uh, I, I wish you had your common sense. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have to save the story for delivery for another day. Um, I'd love to see him take, uh, get Adams just to spite uh, Denver and uh, Mr. Rogers there. So I still like seeing draft another uh, wide receiver. You can guess which one I'm thinking about in the first round. And Solomon Thomas, just keep him. I think he's going to live up to his potential, which is uh, pretty good, being that he was a top three pick. What do you think? And um, thanks for taking my call, bro. All right, good stuff, good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the thing is, you can go draft a wide receiver and you can get a stud or you can get a dud. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the thing about it. That's why I'm like, hey, just go all in. Go get a guy that you know is proven and go make it happen. There's some really good wide receivers that are going to be available. Don't get me wrong, but are you going to have a guy that's going to go in there and day one be the dude? Or are you going to get a guy that's going to be day one just be a guy? That's what I'm concerned about. And I'll, I'll just say this, and I know this is a new regime. The, the drafting skill and the skill to grab the best guy, the really good guy, has not really been shown. As of late, just saying, just throwing it out there. There was a lot of draft picks. I feel like the Raiders have gone that route. Been there, done that. They've had a lot of draft picks, and they really haven't had a whole lot to show from it. I, I always go back to the five first-round picks, and Josh Jacobs is the one that that stands out to me out of all those players. Of course, Henry Ruggs was a different situation, but that's a whole nother conversation. Let's go out one more time to the Raider Nation listener line, talk to our guy, Raider X. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, fellas? How's you doing? How you doing today, man? Hey, man, we're chilling. Hey, so I want to go over a few points real quick about um, drafting a corner or drafting a wideout. I think the Raiders are right on the brink. I mean, uh, they can extend it from defending the 20 and also getting in from the 20. I think they'll take them to a whole nother level. I mean, you know, with a half-made decent defense, they did pretty damn good. Right. I mean, I, I expect I expect for them to turn the page and be knocking on the door next year. But I want to get to the point where they draft just a straight dog. Mm-hmm. I don't care on what side of the ball it is, draft that dog. And where we can fit him in, where we get him in. 
But um, all that being said, I wanted to kind of go on a different note real quick. And I wanted to really go out there and, you know, uh, get some get some shout out to Damon and, and yourself. I want to, you know, just just listening to you guys in that last interview, the skills that you guys are displaying over the last couple months has really hit next level. I really appreciate the the exchange, the the the, the vernacular. I don't want to try to draw some words on you, but just that <laughs> vernacular, you know. I was impressed. You guys are, you, yeah, you guys are bringing it, man. You know, and said so like, Demond is no longer you know in the background. That man is bringing some knowledge, talking some you know some questions. I mean, he's putting some guys on their heels. Yep, yeah, yeah. Props, he's, he's, man, props, guys. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. And yeah, Demond's got a good leader. <laughs> I gotta take your credit, man. I gotta take your credit. I thought he was about to say some of the big ups. Oh man, nah, I, mean, I got, I got, got to take no, 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 Demond. Hey, I tell you right now, no, all, all BS aside, Demond's a good dude. He's a good dude, and he's going to go far in this business. He really is. He just got to keep on grinding, and that's what it's all about. And so, thank you so much for those compliments. We do appreciate that. Uh, that's big time right there. Let's go out to the uh, Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy Fargo Raider. What's up, dude? Hey, Q and Demond, thank you guys for taking my call. Yes, sir. I know you guys are chilling since it's supposedly snowing out there. Welcome to my world, man. <laughs> yeah, it ain't no snow like you're dealing with. I mean, you're up to your elbows in the snow. We're we're not even up to our ankles. Oh yeah, no, I had to wade through some snow right now to get to some parts, man. And let me tell you, it makes you a little bit different after that. I bet. But stones are I, cold. I actually would, oh yes, sir. <laughs> Damn, you're falling off at this point. <laughs> And the props is well-deserved, guys, and Raider X nailed it on the head. DeMond, DeMond comes through with some doozies, man. He'd be, he'd be make, making sure people know what they're talking about with his questions. We're bringing in the funny, which I can appreciate. And then as far as, uh, so, you know, we were talking about the, the Adams conversation. I actually had a little bit of a thought. Um, being that they were talking about getting to know Carr and working something out with them, I wonder if Ziegler would be able to get come to a gentleman's agreement with Carr that they'll address his contract situation once the season is up if he, they get Adams in, you know? That way he can they can free up they can leave the free cap space to get an Adams and to pay some of the guys and the next year when the cap increases yet again, they could address his contract and then by that time that thirty five to forty mil will seem like chips. You know, I don't know what you guys think on that, but thank you guys for taking my call and keep it up. Hey, appreciate the call, my man. And I, I mean, that's a good narrative. That's a good thought. Uh, I just don't think it's reality. Ain't no friends in this business. No, can't be doing handshake deals. Yeah, no, that's 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 not gonna work. You know, and especially these guys are just getting to know each other as well. I just don't see that happening. You know, that's that's not one of those scenarios. Now, I think that they can have the conversation and say, "Hey, look, we want to extend you right now, but we also want to go get your running buddy." We want to go get you, Devontae Adams. What can we do? How can we work this? And look, to Derek Carr's credit, he said many times that it's not about money. He's got plenty of money. He's taking care of his family. He's good. He's also said, even when he signed his last contract extension, he took the money that he took because he wanted to keep Mac in the fold. He wanted to keep Gabe Jackson in the fold. He wanted to keep other guys. He specifically said that when he signed his last contract extension, that he wasn't worried about just him he was also worried about the rest of the team. Now, obviously, we all know how it shook out. Didn't work out with Mac. Gabe stuck around for a while until, until he's no longer there. But he tried. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do that again. And I'm not saying he needs to. Because I'll tell you right now, if they say, Q, we want to bring in a couple of your homeboys, but you're going to take a little bit of pay cut. I'm saying, you know what? I'm sorry. I love the homeboys. But look, we can be homeboys later. It's a business. Straight up. Straight up. 
And that, then like we that's saw what them, I would do the last time where it's just like, yeah, man, we got you. Want to keep the homie around? Right. Homie won't. Well, he can go too. Hey, and man. then it's just like, well, what I take this less money for? Right. Exactly. What do you take the lesser deal for? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I, I would caution against that because you just don't know. Like you said, you could take that pay cut with the intention of being able to keep your guys in or or bring another guy in and then it doesn't shake out and then you're like, well, what the hell did I take a cut for? Then they try to sell it to you. Hey, but we got Allen Robinson right. and someone else. We got you Tyrell Williams. Exactly. We got you Trent Brown. We got Devontae at home. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's, that's. I mean, I just don't, I don't see that as, uh, as reality, but I understand exactly uh, where you're coming from. One more call. We'll get to Big Jose. San Jose, what's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? How's it going, man? Hey, man, I'm blessed. Right on. I'm out here in San Jose. It's sunny, and I'm the kind of dude that I just drove by. I'm drove, driving down Santa Clara with the windows rolled down. I put Stevie B on loud, really loud, uh. and Johnny O just cruised back, cruised by the old uh, D.B. Coopers at Studio 47. <laughs> I know you know them places. Yes, yes. You know? Got that freestyle going. I heard that. Hell yeah. They, they don't know about that, that, that Johnny O and Trenier and all that got it going on. Hell yeah, celebrating 19 years of sobriety today, too, by the grace of God. Hey, congratulations, so, man. That's awesome. That's, thank you. Thank that you. is awesome. And what I got to say is, man, pay Derek Carr. Pay the man. He ain't going to play next year with no money on the books. Come on now. Who would? Right? And, you know, I'm saying this. People, people, some of these newly minted Raider fans talking about moving on from Derek Carr. Man, they weren't there when we were putting our hopes on Jason Campbell and he got hurt and they had right. to go get Carson Palmer. Right. Bruce Gorkowski, come on. You can miss you with that stuff. Pay Derek Carr. He's worth the 40 mil. We're going to have 60 to 80 million salary cap. I mean, my, my, like, my dad used, like my dad used to always say, son, it could always be worse. Right. That's what I got for you. Huh? Hey, great stuff, man. Congratulations again on 19 years of sobriety. I think that's awesome. I mean, that out of everything that you said, and you, had, you said a lot of good stuff, that was the best stuff right there. So congratulations uh, again. I know that that's not easy, but uh, you're, you're doing the damn thing. So keep that up. Uh, keep bumping that freestyle as well. We're going to have to come back with some like Sheila E or something like that. You're going to have to go dig into the crates. I know that you're way too much of a new booty to even know those crates. I heard Stevie B, and I, I was just – You know Stevie B? I know he's at least 50. <laughs> Damn, why you going to disrespect your elders, man? Now, I'm just pointing out for someone to be as a seasoned. We're going to get some we're going to come back with some with some freestyle. All right, we're going to come back with some freestyle. Do we have any other calls I got to get to real quick? We got Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher, what's up, brother? Yo. What's up, Q? What's up, dog? Right here just chilling to add man, but uh, I've been I've been hearing about that Steve that, that was my that was my uncle's kind of joint. Right, old school players. That's right. Hey, they don't know about them old school players, man. I'm trying to teach Demond. He don't know about being <laughs> an old school player. Yeah, all my, all my uncle used to listen to them, because they used to be Max, and I would, and I would just be trying to be like my elders, but mm-hmm. they always had some games. That's right. That's right. We got yeah, all the games. Man, they do. But honestly, when it comes to cornerbacks and DBs, I've always been a DB guy. Charles Wilson is my 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 main. He's always going to be the number one. Mm-hmm. But if we could get that, if we get that shut down stud, man, now we're talking. Like you say all the time, cooking with grease. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yes, buddy. Sir. Yeah, and that movie too. That's that's bad teacher. So so Demond owes you some pushups. <laughs> that's right. That's why right. I didn't bet on that's it. Right. No hey, that's the way to have my back, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, hey, you guys have a blessed day. All right, my man. You too. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, good stuff right there. See, he's got my back. Talking about some freestyles, talking about, you know, 
us old cats having some game. We got all the game, man. We've been trying to teach. I've been trying to teach. Even Vinny, we were at the uh, we were at the Legion Stadium one day, and I was telling Demond I could walk around the Legion Stadium and pull more numbers than he could, and he thought I was joking. I was like, dog, if you put me in that capacity, I could, I could, because I got game. We got that. We just got that natural game. It oozes out of our skin, out of our pores. See, this is what they mean when they say you're a menace. <laughs> a menace. What? What did I do? I'm just teaching you game. No, no, no. That's the, that's exactly what a menace would say. No. It's a learning tool. I, I'm just, I'm trying to learn you. I'm trying to learn you, man. One day you're going to be like, man, I used to work with old bruh. He used to have the stories that I thought were the dumbest thing ever. I thought he was full of it every single time. But man, old bro taught me a lot. I can't wait, man. I can't wait till you, you absolutely know what's going on. 312 is the time. When we come back, I guess cover three, we're not going to do that today. That's okay. No worries. We got Paloma Villacana coming up at 3.30. I want you to hear these trade uh, breakdowns. I've been teasing it and talking about it the whole damn show since 1 o'clock. We will do it next. I promise you. Oh, hey, I just found out from Bill. Thank you, Bill, on Twitter. Stevie B lives in Las Vegas. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Thank you, Bill. Ain't nobody thought about Stevie B in 20 hey, years. Hey, you be respectful, man. Stevie B will come up in this studio and slap the mess out of you. And get, get some Jerry Curl juice on you, man. Don't you disrespect Stevie B like that. We're definitely coming back with some Stevie B. We'll do that next, and you'll hear the trade breakdowns. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Taking it back to 1988. 1988. Damon, you weren't even born in 98, huh? Sure wasn't. <laughs> little spring love action. Stevie B. Shout out Stevie B. I didn't know he was a Las Vegas resident. 63 years old he is right now. Stevie B can still, hey, he still handle his business right there. But shout out to Big Jose in San Jose. I will say I was a little disappointed while we were looking through the crates here at Lotus Broadcasting Radio Nation Radio 920. We were looking through the crates, and there was no Stevie B loaded in the system. And the reason I'm disappointed by that is Clay Baker from the Morning Tailgate, who does a fantastic job each and every morning, 7 to 10 a.m., does a show with Heidi Fang, of all people. That is San Jose to the core. That is San Jose to the core. If anyone should have some freestyle, you almost made me, I almost had to call Big Daddy Victor Zaragoza during the commercial break to get, to get you schooled. A name that we all know. No, everyone does. Everyone does. I guarantee I could pull the next 10 people to call. I guarantee they'll be like, yeah, I know, Victor. I promise you. You're the only one who don't know him. That's my guy. He was going to school you. I was going to have to call him and have him school you on some freestyle. Him and Jose Melendez, all them cats, man, they were, they were spending that back in the day. That's where it's going to stay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Coming up at 3.30, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. She's going to talk about UNLV. We just heard the update. Picked up the big victory over UNR. That was a big deal. But wanted to get to this tr- trade scenario. I've been teasing it the whole show. And for some reason, we just haven't been able to get to it. And that's okay. It's m- mainly my fault. Because I've been getting sidetracked. Demond's like, yeah, it is. So the original trade that hit me on Sunday morning, Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers actually sent me a text. And he said, Q, can you respond to this? I just kind of want to get the ball rolling on this thing. Didn't know what he was going with, but it's been something that's had some legs for like three or four days now. So the original trade that started Sunday morning, the Packers would receive a 2022 first-round pick, which is obviously number 22 overall from the Raiders, plus Trayvon Merrick, and the Raiders received Devontae Adams on a tag and trade. So the Raiders will obviously pay him the contract he's looking for. 
On the franchise tag, letter of the law, it says that the franchise tag should give you two first-round picks. So that's actually a really good trade if you go by the letter of the, letter of the law. Now, I, I wasn't really comfortable with that trade, so I sent him back something else and was like, nah, uh, let's negotiate. And then the other trade that he asked me about was Derek Carr and a 2022 and a 2023 first round for Rodgers. And I said no to that because I'd give up the 2022 and 2023 first round picks, but I don't want to give up Derek Carr. I'd rather trade Derek Carr somewhere else and get assets back if I was going to do this. Again, this is his trade that he proposed to me. I'm not proposing this. So I declined both of those. Then a couple guys, Paul and Luke in the ATL, they hit me with a counterproposal. So this was the counterproposal, and then you'll hear – You'll hear from Peter Bukowski, and you'll hear from uh, David Harrison, who does the Locked On uh, Washington football team, and he can give you his thoughts. But the counterproposal was, and this is all put together, Derek Carr to the Commanders, or the Washington football team, for a first-round pick that Paul and Luke and the ATL were hoping to get Sauce Gardner with in the first round. I think that that was an appeal to me because they knew that I'm a big Sauce Gardner fan. Fine. And then... 2022 and 2023 first and second round picks and Trayvon Merrick to the Packers for Rodgers and Adams. So basically a second and Merrick for Adams and two first and a second for Rodgers. So I thought, hmm, that's a pretty decent trade. Again, if that was what was on the table, that's a pretty decent trade. So I sent that back to Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, and this was his response. Hey, this is Peter with Locked On Packers, and turnabout is fair play. I asked Q to help me out with some trade proposals that I was working on, and so now... He's got a trade for me. He wants to know, well, Paul and Luke want to know, 2022 first, 2023 first, and second round picks plus Trayvon Merrig to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Essentially, this is Trey Merrig in a second for Devontae and two firsts and a second for Rodgers. Um, and... I understand this is a an opening bid, but I have to respectfully decline this one. We are starting at a first-round pick for Devontae Adams. I understand you have to pay him. Amari Cooper went for a first. Odell Beckham went for a first and a third. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. It starts with a first-round pick. I get it. Trey Merrig is a really good player and a potentially ascending player. And Q knows that I want him because I already proposed that the Packers get him in in that trade. But I don't think, I just don't think that's enough in that scenario. But as Q said, when we did this, uh, that would be enough to get me to the negotiating table at the very least. So something, certainly something to think about there. Maybe, Maybe a first round pick swap. Maybe that could be appealing plus a pick. I don't know. I, I need to move up in the first for sure. Uh, on that one. And then the Aaron Rodgers part, and I know this is a, a combined deal, but I'm just taking these piece by piece. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. And Aaron Rappaport reported that, uh, you know, three first round picks and a young player or two is, is where the Packers are looking. Now, whether or not they can actually get that, of course, is another question entirely, but that would be where I would want to go. That's That would be where I would look and say, okay, my, my proposal starts with three firsts and a player. You want Aaron Rodgers? It's three firsts and a player. And I, I, two firsts and a second is just not going to do it for me. Um, now, you want to go three firsts and a second rather than, than three firsts and a player? Cool. Uh, to me, this is just not enough draft capital to get these two players, but 
it would be enough to get me to the table to start negotiating. And and there is a deal to be had here because I covet Trey Merrick. I thought he was a top 20 kind of of talent in, in last year's draft. He fell to the second round. I think if the Packers could have found a way to get both Merrick and Eric Stokes, who they did draft, they, they would have done that. So I think this would be an appealing deal for Green Bay. It's just not quite enough draft capital for me to want to pull the trigger here. So there you go. Sounds like Peter was close, but not close enough. You know, there was a lot of good stuff there to like, but just not enough. Need a little bit more, a little bit more. And the way he broke it down, especially with the wide receiver part of it, when he was talking about Devontae Adams and what was had for OBJ, and everyone in Raider Nation remembers the Raiders getting a first for Amari Cooper. Devontae Adams is way better than, than Amari Cooper. I'm sorry, no disrespect to Coop, but he is. So that was the Packers side of things. What about the Washington football team who, Paul and Luke, they just said, hey, straight up, Derek Carr for a number one, which the more that I think about it, it's probably a little bit undersold. You know what I mean? They probably could have got a lot more uh, if they asked for more. But here is David Harrison's response to Paul and Luke's trade. What's up, Raider Nation? David Harrison here of the Locked On Commanders podcast responding to a trade idea presented to Q from Paul and Luke in Atlanta and basically uh, thought process being a trade that would send quarterback Derek Carr to the commanders in exchange for a first round pick, assuming obviously that's the number 11 overall pick that the Washington commanders currently hold uh, in which case, at which time they would use that to take uh, a mod sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati and uh, a couple of thoughts. First and foremost, uh, I'm, I'm a big Derek Carr guy. I have been for for quite a while in every offseason when the rumors start swirling that Derek Carr may get traded. Pretty much any team that I cover, I cover the Buccaneers as well for the network. I'm all about um, uh, tra- trading for a guy like Derek Carr. The first round pick, that's that's going to be kind of the question here, right? And I have to be honest, at first, at first look at this, if I'm the Washington GM and the Raiders call and say, look, we want number 11, we'll give you Derek Carr one for one straight up let's just let's just make this deal i'm personally going to then counter with defensive lineman Duran Payne and a third round pick that's where i'm going to kind of start the conversation see if maybe the raiders are interested in adding a young defensive lineman with a lot of potential uh, there are some effort concerns there with him and of course that would be uh, imperative you know the coaching staff there in vegas would have to believe that they can get the best out of him and then use that third round pick because then I can secure my first round pick. Obviously, a little bit slanted, a little bit selfish there. I want to go ahead and add another playmaker, maybe maybe a wide receiver to go along with Terry McLaurin for my new quarterback to really catapult that offense uh, into the stratosphere. But uh, being honest, if, if the Raiders balk at that or they kind of say, ah, you know, we're not really feeling that, then I'm going to pull the trigger on trade Derek Carr for the number 11 overall pick because I look at it uh, and Derek Carr, I'm first of all, after the trade is conducted, I'm going to immediately extend him through the 2026 season, basically giving me five years of Derek Carr. And look, my options are Derek Carr or I take a quarterback, maybe Kenny Pickett, who in my opinion uh, is the most NFL-ready, quote-unquote, quarterback. But uh, is is his ceiling really that much higher than what I'm going to get from Derek Carr in the next five years? I don't believe that it is. So I get a quarterback from the next five years, which is the best thing I I could hope to get with the number 11 overall pick anyway. Judging from a seven-win season with a quarterback like Taylor Heineke in 2021, I think a quarterback like Derek Carr with the same offense and with the same defense, hopefully getting a little bit better through experience. Also regaining Chase Young, who was lost for the season, and Montez Sweat, who was lost to injury for a period of time and then uh, let to have the rest of the season to grieve uh, the passing of his brother. 
Um, uh, just every, everything basically points to the arrow going up for this and for the commanders, the upside too, you get a quarterback for five years and you only gave up one pick again, not getting a quarterback any better at the number 11 overall pick. If you keep it, you get to bolster the rest of your roster. So it's a win-win in that situation for the Washington commanders. So again, thanks for the, the trade offer, Paul and Luke in Atlanta, hopefully Raider nation is happy with their results as well. And very interested in this. Uh, Packers trade as well. Uh, Trevon Morig, a guy that I was very high on coming out in that NFL draft, um, would be very interested to see what happened with that as well. There you go, right there. David Harrison locked on. I guess I want to say Washington football team. DeMond said Washington commanders don't even sound right. Locked on commanders. Yeah, don't even sound right. Don't even sound right. But uh, there you go. You see, it's so funny. He said as soon as Derek Carr was traded, he's going and give him a five-year extension. Boom, I'm locking this dude up. That's how much they would love to have D.C. there. So that's why, as, as much as I said, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, I guess I'm underselling them. And maybe the people that hit us up on yesterday's show and said, hey, you can get two first-rounders from for Derek, like ABA Ivan Davis. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you really could. And if not, maybe, maybe if you can't get two ones, maybe you can get a one and a three, a one and a two. Maybe you can get a little bit more than a one. I mean, hey, that, that's why I reach out to the guys to get their reaction. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that from Peter Bukowski and David Harrison. 3.30 is the time when we come back. We'll turn our attention to the Running Rebels. They're on a three-game winning streak. We'll talk about it next with Paloma Villicana. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. And all of a sudden, all the players, they come together. Mm-hmm. And they say when we come together, this locker room, and we hit the court at the Thomas and Mac. we are going to lay the smack down on them Lobos. Like that? Exactly. All right. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I am very happy to be here. Amen. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Still got my conversation about Jennifer Lopez on the way before we wrap up the show. You guys are going to have to chill out with these uh, J-Lo and these memes. Let it go. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to let it go. I'm offended. Two days in a row. And I'm going to talk about it every day that y'all hit me with these J-Lo memes. But right now, we got to talk to our good friend Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. Covers the Running Rebels like a glove. And Paloma, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I appreciate you. What you know about the Rebels being on a three-game winning streak, man? They're playing some good ball right now. What's I don't want to say what's gotten into them because they're a good team. But, man, they're playing good ball right now. How, how are you feeling about them? Well, first of all, I'm sorry that I'm not J-Lo. I wish I could be J-Lo and show up on, on the show, like, you know, swagged out. But, uh, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to give some J-Lo vibes. But, man, three-game win streak. You know, I, we, came, we got in super late last night because of the snow. We were defrosting our plane. Like, we didn't get into Vegas until, like, 1, 2 in the morning. Mm. But... I don't think ever, like, I've, I've been with a lot of teams. I've covered Alabama, Auburn, you know, I've, I've been everywhere. The vibe right now, the, the happiness, the, the just satisfaction right now with this team is at an all-time high, and it's, it's awesome to see the Running Rebels win three in a row, sweep Colorado State, sweep Reno, uh, you know, Bryce Hamilton, just witnessing history and witnessing, you know, a talented young man that has a really bright future ahead of him. So it's an honor to cover this team. And we got in this morning or, you know, late last night and I got home and I was like, man, I'm so happy right now. Like (laughs) the vibe is so good. Like I woke up this morning and I looked out my window and I was like, today's a good day. Right. Right. (laughs) I'm almost like, you know, the wins when you just keep stacking them, you know, only good things come. And, and yeah, UNLV is in there 
in their flow right now. Yeah, no, they're playing some really good ball. I believe they're at number five right now in the Mountain West Conference and stacking wins. And these are important ones. As you mentioned, sweeping UNR, that's in-state rival right there. But are they possibly, I don't want to say peaking, but getting hot at the right time as it's getting down to the end of the season now? Yeah, what's important right now is that they're they're fully healthy, which is so hard to come by with any team, football, basketball, whatever, any team. Uh, they've dealt with a lot of injuries this season, COVID. Uh, you know, a lot of guys have been banged up and, you know, just Donovan being out, um, you know, Vicky Walker still dealing with like a, a shoulder injury and everything. So it's a rare moment in the season when you have your full team fully healthy, you know, you know, all guys ready to go. So that's huge for them right now. And of course, yeah, they, you know, knocking off Reno, knocking off Colorado State. They got Boise State coming into town on Saturday. Uh, yeah, the momentum is high right now. And it's, 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 it, they're definitely playing their best basketball right now, and I, I just feel like everything right now is clicking for them, and, and they're, they're just working hard day in, day out, every single day uh, since, you know, since the guys got here and, you know, they started camp in August, September. The guys have been working every single day, so that's just one thing a lot of uh, the other teams, the other coaches tell Kevin Kruger is, your guys play hard. Man, they play hard. And they're working hard, and I think their work is starting to to show. And you know, they're they're clicking right now. Right? No, they really are. Again, riding that three game winning streak, they're they're sitting really in a good position right now in the Mountain West as it's getting close to the end of the season. Of course, the tournament's right around the corner. Uh, as far as them seeing their hard work pay off, how important is it that they are getting those tough wins? Not just blowout. They they got some that are they're blowing teams out, but to be able to scrape those tough ones, like even last night. I mean, that was a tough one until it wasn't at the very end. But I mean, they're 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 finding ways to win games how important is that right now yeah I think it's it's the depth the depth we're seeing you know with UNLV of course Bryce Hamilton and Royce Ham and you know those guys are great too but when David Mawaka and you know Vic E. Walker and uh, Justin Webster and these guys coming off the bench when they when they can come in and create a spark and bring that momentum bring that energy continue to fight uh, continue to fight 40 minutes that's you know Bryce Hamilton sure yeah he does he does a lot of the the heavy lifting and the scoring but you know when Jordan McCabe can have a good night and you know when Nuga can come out and you know hit some big threes you know that's it's awesome to see that the guys the guys are clicking right now and it's 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 so much fun to watch them, really. It's, it's been a blast this season. Talking right now with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one, one for you. All right, now I've got to keep it back to Bryce because, you know, he had 27 last night, five Damn. threes, leading the conference in scoring. Do you think that he's in that contention to be the Mountain West Player of the Year? No question. No question. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I've been, in, I've been in Vegas for two years now, and watching him last year during the COVID season, you know, it's like, wow, this guy's really special. You know, he's, he's really, you know, talented. This year, it's just like, wow, what a, what a, what a treat, what an honor to be able to, to see this guy ball out every single night, posting 30, 27, 32, you know, 42 points. Last night in the second half as he started to, you know, to heat up, I was like, Man, is he going to put up 45 points in Reno tonight? Like, <laughs> what? So it's been so much fun to see him. And he's all iced up after the game. I mean, he's got both his knees iced. He's, 
hobbling out of the locker room. So you can just see how hard this guy is playing and how much he loves the game and, you know, every single day just coming out and, and, and competing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch these guys, and you can see that they're having fun. I think that that's a, a real important factor as well. If they're out there having fun, it's a game. It's not a job or anything. So uh, Hamilton has been fantastic. And when he gets in the zone, Paloma, I mean, you're on the sidelines. You're there. You know, you're right on top of the action. Can you feel it when all of a sudden, uh-oh, here it comes. He's about to get on this hot streak. Yeah, Bryce is super humble, really humble guy. Like, even when he puts up 42 points, I mean, he just smiles, nods his head, saying yes, you know, working really hard, just doing whatever I can to help my team win, you know, very humble. But he gets this little smile on his face when he starts heating up and, you know, when he's he's crossing defenders and draining threes, he gets this little smile on his face. That's when you know you're just like, oh man, Bryce is about to go off, and you know it's 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 always fun because I can see that the other team, like last night, is exhausted guarding him. You know, just just I feel like Reno last night. You know, they just got the wind knocked out of him trying to contain Bryce Hamilton, trying to stop him, and you can't stop him. He just goes off, he'll dribble the ball, hit the three. I mean, he just he goes off, and there's no stopping him. So. Yeah, Mountain West Player of the Year. I mean, it's it's coming. It's coming. All right. Before I get to my next question, I just want to say, got the sweep over UNR. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I just had to let it. You just just wanted to say it one more time. Yeah. All right. Just feels feels. Did good. you start all this? Wait a minute. Did you start this whole momentum thing? I. You know what? I think I did. You know, I was the one. I was I was on the bandwagon. I was I was I first remember. in center. I was like, you know, front row seat. You you were the one who started it with their their first win over UNR, right? Exactly. Okay, I'll give you your props. Yeah, you guys, UNR don't, on forget, don't forget, Demon said eight wins for UNLV football. That's so, right. That's right. Eight wins. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> yo, got, there you go. You got some work cut out for you. But moving on, looking forward to this Saturday. You know, football that's a long way away. But this Saturday, pack the Mac, UNLV. Um, the conference leader, Boise State. Have you talked yeah. to Coach Kruger? Like, how is he feeling about this upcoming game? Yeah, I mean the guys are the guys are hot right now, and I, I remember you know they lost to a close one to Boise State um, on the road, sixty nine to sixty three. It was it was a close game, you know. Bryce he still put up thirty two points in Boise, so um, you know I feel like UNLV is only getting better, only getting better every day, only only improving and, and continuing to grind off these wins. Um, we're seeing them. I'm seeing them improve every day. So. Um, and, you know, a three-game win streak, they're feeling good. But I think they also laughed that, you know, Boise State beat San Diego State last night mm-hmm. by, like, one point. Yep. So, I, you know, in the bus, I was listening to some of the guys, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we like that. We like that. Like, they're going to come in here, and, you know, they're going to be all, like, huffy-puffy that they, you know, beat San Diego State by one point. So, um, yeah, they, I mean, it's, you know, those buses, I'm like, I can't, I, I hear too much stuff where I'm like, <laughs> you know, these kids are kids and I'm like, I re I really know how they feel about other teams, other guys, you know, like everything. So it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I sense a, a tell all book coming at some point oh, in, in your man. life. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be hilarious. Like, like. Uh, uh, Paul Gutierrez and Lincoln have if these walls could talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If this bus could talk. If this bus could talk. There <laughs> oh, you go. Oh man, if this bus could talk. I, it's and honestly, it's, it's been. It's just the culture. It's right. really the culture and the guys that Kevin Kruger brought in here. I was talking to Curtis Terry, their broadcaster, uh, last night about it. I think Kevin Kruger brought in players that have 
good personalities, great kids, great people, great humans, and then they're basketball players. So when you have 10 new players and all these guys are just great guys, and on top of it, they're talented basketball players, that's kind of how... I, that's how Kevin wants to build his program. And, you know, the, the, the person comes first, the player comes second. Uh, so when you have a great, a great group, um, you know, it, it shows. It shows. And day in and day out, it's a joy to work with the Running Rebels for sure. Right, no doubt. Well, well before we let you go, I uh, did want to ask, this game coming up against Boise State, like you mentioned, they did get the one-point victory over San Diego State. That was a really good game right before yeah. uh, we got to see Fresno State, or not Fresno State, excuse me, UNLV knock off, uh, knock off UNR last night. Uh, but what do they have to do? What do they have to do this game coming up this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they just need to be locked in and and continue to continue to play how they're playing right now. You know, there's a lot of intensity, intensity, urgency. I think earlier this season we just didn't see that urgency from the Running Rebels. They were just kind of coming out to the court, uh, you know, just expecting to beat you know Fresno State, expecting to beat San Jose State. Um, you know, they they were just kind of just walking out there. I think we're seeing that that fire, that urgency from them right now, and. Boise State is 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 good. They're a good basketball team, but so was Colorado State, and you know so is Reno. Reno was riding a three game win streak, and they have some dudes that that can ball out on on that Reno team too. So um, you know UNLV has proven that they can beat anyone in the Mountain West right now. And Saturday's game is going to be lit. <laughs> Seven o'clock with Thomas and Mac. I know I'll see y'all there. Yep. All right, Paloma. All you saying, all good things. Are you willing to join me that the Rebels will be going into the Mountain West tournament on a six-game win streak? Boise, I'm counting it. Wow. Win. I mean, Wyoming. What they know about basketball? New Mexico. Yo, you have been speaking everything into existence, so you know. I'm writing it. I'm writing it. Well, that's the first time you got someone on your side, Demond. So there, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that'll 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 work, I guess. Demond's feeling good about himself, Paloma. He's feeling really good about himself. What do you got coming out on the Reb Zone that uh, we need to be looking out for? Yeah, another great show. Another great show with Kevin Kruger. I mean, every week has been so much fun. Um, I'm sitting down with Vicky Walker this week. Mm. Um, he's he's kind of dealt with some injuries this year, but. He's been really stepping up lately for the Running Rebels. Him and David have just been, you know, beasts out there. So, um, and those are just players that, you know, UNLV can't win without David Mawaka, Vic E. Walker, Mike Nuga, Justin Webster. You know, their, their depth on the bench is, is you know, a high-talented team. So, uh, really cool story. Can't wait to, you know, have another great show this Sunday, you know. There keep, you keep go. Keep this win well, streak going. That's right. There you go. Well, keep knocking it out. You're doing a fantastic job, and we do appreciate you when you join the show. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right, there she goes. Paloma Villacana right there. Fox 5 Sports does a great job covering UNLV like a glove. And the Running Rebels on a three-game winning streak. Got to uh, tip the cap to Coach Kruger and company as they are doing a fantastic job getting it done, getting dub after dub after dub, making DeMond look really Really smart. You know, you've been talking everything to existence. You should have talked some height to you. You should have started talking at an early age. Yeah. Then, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be tall. I'm going to be tall. I'm going to be tall. Yo, this man's a menace. I look at him, man. <laughs> yo, just like, yo, you've been speaking to some W's into existence. Just saying. Should have spoke some wins into existence. Should have spoke some height into existence. What, what, 345. What I'm just saying. You know, 345 is the time. When we come back. I got to defend J-Lo before we close out the show. This is Radio Nation Radio. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Don't 
Just got to run it back one more time. Shout out to Stevie B. Apparently lives here in Las Vegas. Shout out to my man Bill. Hit me up on Twitter to let me know that. Allen in Vegas said, Capital Flea Market, Latino Velvet. I like that. That's that freestyle action right there. Jack hit me up on Twitter. I just had to pull up Stevie B on title. I was a youngin', but I definitely remember getting mad playing in, in L.A. Getting mad, getting, I, I was youngin', but I definitely remember him getting mad playing L.A. early 90s. I was about to start pop-locking in the car. Uh, Fargo Raider said, this is how you get a party jumping in the 80s, Stevie B. Sonny hit us up on Twitter. Once y'all started talking freestyle, first person I thought of was Big Daddy Z Sports. That's Victor Zadagosa. Jason said, going off with San Jose, Bay Area name drops. LOL, keep it rolling, Q. Jose said, hell yeah, nothing like Sunday morning. Stroll at La Pogla. <laughs> I know I said that wrong. Oh, and you definitely got me. <laughs> and you definitely roll into the spot with freestyle and some Stevie B. And yeah, I do know Big Daddy Victor Zadagosa. He is the man. Bill like said, I said. Bill was oh, Bill said about Stevie B, he was coming to our tailgate last year. One of the DJs out in Vegas was going to set us up. Uh, let's see if there's any more about Stevie B. Stevie B ain't never got this much talk on the radio on a sports station. <laughs> Who was that? Stevie B's our guy. No, no, I'm talking about putting a name on it. No, no, that's me saying that. Oh, oh. I say that in general. <laughs> no, that, that's just me saying that. I'm going to invite him in studio one day. We're going to have a throwback conversation and dare DeMond to keep up. I'll tap out immediately. <laughs> Now, yeah, Stevie B. See ya. I'm going ahead and I'll leave the mics on. I'm gonna let y'all <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all talk. But uh yeah, shout out to Stevie B. Shout out to my guy, Victor Zaragoza. That's my dude. He is my guy. Without him, I'm not here. Promise you that. Uh I did wanna talk about J Lo real quick as we close out the show. We've had a fantastic show. We've talked like ninety seven percent sports. <laughs> so if we talk a little that off sports, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I got to find this tweet because I have to defend it. Every day someone starts with some nonsense about J-Lo. And I remember when she had a residency here at Planet Hollywood. I was actually in town. I was going to go to it, but it was Planet Hollywood, and I decided not to. I just decided. you got against Planet Hollywood? It's not that I have nothing against it, but my mom told me it's not the best seats in the house. You know, it's like more standing, standing room only, and I didn't really want to be that guy standing there. You know? You're going for the show. Hey, man, look. Couldn't support your girl? Hey, look, I support her all the time. I support her more... I support her more than anyone ever supports her. If, Hear that, A-Rod? Oh, A-Rod knows that I'm, you know, A-Rod. Because he want it back too now. You got to get in line. Oh, he ain't nothing. He already showed his true colors. So this tweet came from Big Deuce this morning. I got it about 930 this morning. They doing J-Lo bad again, Q. And the tweet said, fun fact. And I think Passionate Raider actually started this yesterday. I think he was the one who started messing with J-Lo to begin with. But this one says, fun fact, J-Lo needs just one more engagement ring to tie MJ and Brady. That's cold. That's cold game. And I said, why y'all doing my girl like that? She's just misunderstood. And I guess someone said, no, she would need two more engagement rings to tie Brady now, now that he has so many. But, you know. Does it count if Ben Affleck gives her another one? Are we going to count that as another he's ring? He's not even really a – I mean, he's just a placeholder. He's just a place. He's not really a – he's not a factor. Who thinks Ben Affleck's a factor? Ben Affleck don't even think he's a factor. He H- Had it 20 years ago. He's still not a factor. He's just a placeholder. 
He's like a slump buster. You ever heard of a slump buster? Uh-huh. All right. He's a slump buster. He's that, that phone call at like 2 in the morning because just because. She's bored. She's bored. Yes. Ben Affleck, come on, man. He ain't done nothing since, uh, what's the movie? The robbery movie? Uh, what's that movie? The, the little, Town. The Town. Thank you. Argo won an Oscar for it. Fine. Town. That was the, the one movie that he was decent in. The rest of them, he just, he just, she's just buying time right now. She's waiting to find that, uh, that diamond in the rough. He's in the 702, huh? He's in the 702. He's at, <laughs> he, he currently works at Lotus Broadcasting. Because <laughs> that's, the, that's the diamond she's looking for. How fast are you, like, packing up the bags of J-Lo's, like, you know, if, if, it, if it happens? Oh, who needs bags? Oh, you, you, you're leaving everything behind. Yeah. Not even. <laughs> yeah. I can get new stuff. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. J-Lo's going to get it for me. Dog, I've done that anyway. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that as a broke dude. It takes too long to pack up. You just got to kick rocks. My dad told me you grab one bag and roll. Whatever can fit in the duffel bag, you go. I'm not saying I'm planning an escape or anything. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, if you're going to make an escape, you don't need to pack. What, what do you pack for? I, you know how many times I done left a house full of stuff behind? All the time. What? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I have. All the time. Material stuff you can replace. Now, I, I take the car with me. I'm taking the car with me. That's, that's my car. And whatever I can fit in the car. So a couple bags here, you know, get my work shirts, get my shoes, get my, my studio equipment. I'll be good. That's all I need. What else do I need? <laughs> so you going to replace that backpack for you? Hey, man, that's, that's too soon. Dog. That's too soon. I do have a replacement for my backpack. That was the first thing I did when I got back to town after L.A. I got a new backpack, got a new computer, and got some new headphones. I have to make sure I have everything that I need to work with. Even if even if J Lo made the call, I'm still gonna work. I'm still gonna be here rocking the the airwaves. I just have a new outlook on life, a, a, a rosier outlook on life. I'll do backflips for a living. Just saying. All it takes is J Lo, huh? Hey man, look. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q and D, if I had one opportunity to say something to J-Lo, first off, I'd have my red polo shirt on, and I would ask if she wanted to go rollerblading with me since I'm fly like that. Sincerely, Damon. I like that. Jason in Maryland said, Bryce been doing that since high school. Pasadena, California native. Also, Stacey Augment's hometown. We root for UNLV in, uh, in Dina. Oh, yeah, Pasadena. There you go. Yeah, Good stuff. Big Dub Raider thought for sure Damon would bring up Kendrick per- Perkins' tweet. Hashtag walking bucket. Oh, that's- I did. That's no, but you didn't say it to Paloma. That's what we. That's what we forgot to uh, say to uh. her. All right. Well, let's see what else we got. <laughs> Raider Richie from Arizona. This might be a mic drop. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave the airways before I get myself in more trouble. Ben Affleck is the Bobby Portis of Bachelors. <laughs> Raider Richie from Arizona. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good stuff, man. Great. Hey, great. Uh, great feedback on today's show. Appreciate all the calls. Appreciate all the texts. Funny ones and serious ones as well. All our guests that we had on the show. Cody Work, Locked on Broncos. Ryan Roberts, Believe Podcast Network. Host the NFL Draft Prospects. And also RiseandDraft.com. And then Paloma Villacana close things out. Talking some UNLV running Rebels. Passionate Raider, if that's you. Goofing on J-Lo. I'll be here to defend her again tomorrow if you do it again. But you don't have to because... Why would you want to do the J-Lo? She's Jenny on the block. She might cut you. 3.55 is the time. 
Vinny Bonsignor, he's coming up next, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. He's locked and loaded, got a lot to give you, and he'll do it next. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.